0: And now, right across Australia, it's time for the Outdoor and Fishing Show with Michael Guest, Gavin Pitchford and Roman Buchaski.
1: Oh, g'day and a huge welcome to everybody who's uh, tuning into the Outdoor and Fishing Show. Uh, big weekend in Sydney this weekend with the Sydney Boat Show on and I'm sure if you're in Brisbane you've got an even better weekend. It's 26 degrees looking at the weather there and uh, Gavin will get onto the weather and go through the details uh, around and about shortly. How are you this morning, lads? Oh, fighting fit. How are you going after the
2: uh, the loss to the mighty Tigers last how, night? How bad are <laughs> yes. the
1: Tigers, though? When when the Knights were shocking and the Tigers could you only reckon? score twenty five? Po- oh, the Knights are terrible, mate. In the first half, first forty Here minutes, it it's the worst forty minutes they've played all year. The t- the Knights were terrible, and the Tigers need a long hard look at themselves because they should have scored more points than they did. <laughs> oh, well, they did that's, in that first That's a half. good comeback, yeah, mate. Yeah, I like yeah. that aggressive so you don't you, you
3: know you don't feel like you're, you've lost no, you've just, no, you just played a little bit worse than the other team that Ti- really were, bad
1: Tigers were the best worst team on the night yeah. that's what I reckon and poor
3: old Mitchell Pierce eh looks like yeah. he's got another bad injury again. listen
1: can we start again
2: because I don't want you guys taking radio mate I don't want you guys <laughs> taking anything away from my mighty Tigers. and now you're talking about Pierce who cares it was to
1: 16.. We're not, I'm not taking anything away from the Tigers. Am I taking it away from you? Because I knew you were going to stick it into me this morning. So <laughs> It's too early for that. It's <laughs> a bit early for
2: that. But anyway, what are we talking about today? This is, for listeners, Butchie is praising in here because he loves it. He's in his trout gear. He's got his flannelette shirt on, his trackies. He's got his Crocs on. And he's come in prepared today, Guesty, because we're going to be going back in time a little bit. The good old days. The good old days. He, he's always talking about the good old days, but we never oh, no, sort it's of...
1: back in the day. <laughs>
2: back in the day. That's, That's his favourite saying, yeah, back, back in, the, in day. the day. We're talking Alvi Reels. We're talking you know about what... the big bamboo rods. We're talking about paper scanners. I can't wait, Butchie. <laughs> this is your show, mate, and you know everything because right. I wasn't around this time, mate. I wasn't around. You notice it was never... Fishing...
1: It was never back in the night because he didn't even have torches back then. No, was, they would have had to, to carry
2: around lanterns, wouldn't they? A, or oh, a candle, have a stick, a candle. with, <laughs> You know,
1: you wrap the rag around the stick and yeah. dip it in a bit of kero or something. Uh, what Indiana Jones style? Mm. Well, speaking of that, when I used to go prawning with my dad, originally we used to use a kero lantern. Yeah, uh, with a mantle. Lantern, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, uh, percent. And you used mantle. to have to pump, you pump, have it, to up. pump it up. Yeah. Pump it up, pump it up, and you'd smell carrow going everywhere. How long and... ago
2: was this, Guesty? Because I do remember when I was a young kid that they still had a lantern when yeah. we used to go out there, especially around the entrance. They were really bright.
3: All the... They were fantastic, you know. Super good, weren't they? Yeah, I know. It was just the mantle was made out of silk, wasn't it, Guesty? And it would uh, be very really fragile. Fearful. Every mm. If you bumped it, they would, uh, they would shatter, and you'd have when to you... stop again and then wait for it to cool down. When you trundle down the road
1: in the FJ Holden and the thing would be bouncing around, you'd worry about the mantle breaking. See, so back back in the day, notice there was, but yeah, there was never much back in the night. As I said, it was mainly back in the day for Butchie. But that's that. Look, that's yeah. all right. And look, we, if you want to give us a call, one three one eight seven three, we'd love to hear from you. We've got uh, got uh, if you've got some stories from back in the day yourself, we'd we'd certainly love to hear about those. Or you can send us an email to two gbcom four bccomau dot au if you're listening through four bc in Brisbane. But um, we've got We've got a bit of a cool email there from Sam that we received. So I think Sam sent us a couple of emails before. He sent us a couple of pictures of nice Murray cod that he caught. Yeah, he did. Standing he also, on the bank. Yeah, with he a Big did. grin on his face. So make sure you show those to Butch so he knows what a Murray cod looks yeah, like. Yeah, well he has so. a
3: snide go at me in this email. He says, oh, "I usually kayak fish even in the cold and wind that Butchie despises so much. <laughs> We're not scared of the weather down here." <laughs> Read out the weather. Okay, give us a go no, of the weather are, in Canberra. Okay,
2: I, well, I'll do the weather right now, yeah. okay? Great great little segue into the, yeah, uh, into the re- weather I I the Yeah, I reckon it'll be forecast. minus. Hey guys, hasn't this been, uh, I know it started off a little bit cold and we were whinging mm. probably about a month yeah. ago, but hasn't it turned into a beautiful a beautiful winter, Butchie? This, I'm, I'm quite surprised that you haven't been out more often. I went out yesterday the... and got a flathead. Yeah, flathead. It's always the same <laughs> old flathead, mate. I reckon he's oh, got the there's one There's a bit of a story that can...
3: with that. Yesterday yeah. I was out uh, fishing off the shore and uh, I tried for surface fishing for kingies in this particular spot. They weren't around. So I went to a little soft plastic, lobbed it on the bottom, flicked it a few times. You know, Whoa, I'm on. Beauty, yeah. flathead, you know. And I'm thinking, yep, yeah, flat. And then it all went, just went, it didn't go slack. It just a heavy weight came on it. And I thought, oh no, I've got my nemesis there. It's the old the num ray the coming in like a like a wet sock. <laughs> <laughs> Brought it up to the surface, and what it was, I guess it was a, sh- a black shag hanging onto the tail no of way. the flathead. What
2: you caught a really? bird?
3: Yeah, no, yeah. The, the the shag had obviously seen the flathead get being caught, and yeah. was I was you know retrieving it, and I'm having this tug of war with the shag, it it only just grabbed the tail. And I had, you know, I was hooked up at the head. (laughs) We're having this tag of war on the surface. Who won? Well, he'd let go eventually and and swum off and I landed the flathead. But first time I've caught... A fish and a bird at the same time. Oh
4: wow! <laughs> yes. there you go. Yeah.
2: You didn't tell me I'm about sh- this when I said, "Did you have?" Any well, it
3: news? just occurred to me. You said we haven't been fishing, and I went, "Well, I went yesterday, didn't I?" Mm. I and don't forget Guesting. to check
1: your don't forget to check your local state fisheries and bird bag limits. Yeah. You go. I'm not sure how many shags. You I think can it's keep one over seventy, isn't it? One over seventy. Yeah, we've got one <laughs> over
2: seventy. But let's have a look at the weather today, and in in Sydney. Maximum today of 21 degrees. It's a minimum of 10 degrees today. But we've got those northwesterly winds, boys, coming in uh, in the middle of the day, about 15 to 25 kilometres an hour. So that not too bad. I don't like northwesterlies. You don't? No, they put the fish down. They put the fish down. I I reckon they do.
3: Guesty's going to say, no, it brings the fish on. (laughs) Of course. In my waters around Sydney, I hate the nor'westers.
1: You don't like them, Guesty? No, I don't mind nor'westers. I don't like northerlies. Nor'westers, I don't mind. Yeah, nor'westers. Yeah, it just depends on what the barometric pressure's doing more than anything. And sometimes, yes, in the nor'wester, the pressure can be dropping. So I can see where Butch is getting that from. Yeah, You what, may continue with the weather, Gavin. What
2: about Brisbane as well? Perfect. 26, 26. degrees maximum today. 12 degrees minimum. Uh, sunny, the chance of morning fog. Light winds becoming westerly. 15 to 20 kilometres an hour in the morning and becoming light in the middle of the day. So a
1: oh. perfect day to get out there in Brisbane. They've, they've got... the All hey, week ca- it's been... Ca- Couple of, tie, couple of good couple of good tide changes for Brizzy too, Gab. We've got yep. a low tide at Brisbane Bar, eight twenty four A. M. this morning and a high tide at two forty one PM. So if you got on the water around about well, you should just listen to us and wait till we finish and then get on the water and you've got two good tide changes in Sydney, Fort Denison, 7.04, low tide and a 1.30pm high tide.
2: Hey, Butchie, yep. Canberra, this is the one you wanted to yep, hear. Yep. One degree this morning, mate. Maximum today of 13 degrees. Okay. And they do have those winds. So, so Sam Gifford will be out there Yeah, he'll in be his kayak fishing for mate. Uh, Murray Cod. Definitely. I a- think he as will he was.
3: says here, it's... Um it, they're very lucky around the Canberra area because they've got access to a lot of rivers yeah. and lakes and impoundments there that have got Murray cod and all sorts of fish in them. Well, you're
2: only two hours away, mate. You could get mm, there as well. Yeah, but. How long's he been talking about going him getting to, to, uh,
3: to, yeah, <laughs> going to the beach. Going. I going might hit Canberra. Sam up one day and I'll take my kayak oh, down there. Hit and... up
2: Sam as if he wants you tagging <laughs> along, mate. He, he's sitting there with fish. He's sitting there with Murray all cod, butch. Right. No, nah, give him a call. I'm sure that he would. Let's go to the open line, boys. We've got Bob in Queensland. How are you, Bob? Yeah, good day, guys. How are you, buddy?
4: Uh, years and years ago, I had this Alvey reel. It's, um, it, it wasn't a surf reel. It was a, uh, an estuary reel. And um, it was a brand-new reel. And I was going across the bay in the boat. And the guy said to me, is that new line you put, you put on the reel? And I said, yeah. And he said, you should stretch it. So I stretched <laughs> out the entire 400 yards of it. <laughs> Right, <laughs> it almost covered across the bay. Anyway, I wound it back on after a lot of effort, went fishing, got a heap of tailor, and I thought, oh, that's great. I'm real happy with myself. And about a month later, I'm under the house getting my gear ready for the next trip, and I hear this enormous crack. I thought, what the hell was that? I looked around, couldn't find anything. When I got to get a reel out, apparently, unbeknown to me, that this happened. The line contracted... And completely crushed this reel.
1: Yeah, you broke the timber reel. Yes. Would have been one of the timber ones, was it, Bob? Sorry. Was it a timber, alvy?
4: No, it was it was a a, a fiberglass one.
3: Oh, right.
4: Yeah, anyway, it was. I was. Well, I didn't. I didn't know what to think. You know. Anyway, so we hung it up in the clubhouse over in Morton Island <laughs> as as a, as a as a lesson what not to do. <laughs> You never, you never, you never stretch four hundred yards a line. You only stretch about fifty. Well, some people even say now you don't have to do that.
3: Yeah, well, no. we we had to. Um, I know with Alvis and that you get a bit of line twist as you're winding in quite often, and um, so to get rid of the line twist, you'd you'd uh, drag the line behind the boat. Um, but we'd only go as far as the the, the twisted line. So if you only had a line twist for 50 metres, you'd only put 50 metres out the back.
2: What, you wouldn't go 400, Butchie? No, but... (laughs) but Just for the exercise. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I tell
3: you what, if you do drag 400 metres of line behind a boat, you try winding that in. Yeah, It is like... Trying to retrieve a bucket full of water. <laughs> I mean, there's so much uh, friction on that much that amount of line. I mean, that's why it's so important in game fishing, isn't it? Guess where if you've got a big belly in your line, and um, back in the day with the with the, with the nylon line. Thanks for your call, you, by the
2: way, Bob. Great call.
3: You could um, you could get a bust off simply by not um, releasing your drag a little bit because there was so much belly in the line, and yeah, you had all, had all this all this uh, friction.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you've got to do that, and that's what you do. Yeah, game fishing. If you had a fish take a an absolute massive run, and let's say it took three, four, five, six hundred metres of line off, you've actually got to reduce your drag pressure mm. as you go. So you've got to pull that lever back and then knock that drag pressure because you've not only got the pressure on the on the drag with the lines coming off, but yeah, that all that line in the water. It's it's incredible how how much weight that that uh, that has because of the diameter of the line, and um, that's where. Modern lines like like um, Berkeley Fireline and those things where you've got super thin diameter for breaking strain, you've got less drag in the water and you've got less of that effect as well. So Yeah, no stretch yes.
3: like um, like we were just Not, talking about. There's no stretch with that new line. So you no, don't, have, exactly. don't have any worries about winding it back onto your spool yeah, yeah. under pressure because yeah. no, it pretty, won't contract
1: that's an interesting one Bob had was talking yep. about there but that nylon lines obviously taken on some of that water when it's when it's been super wet right back down to the core he's put it on really tight and then as it's dried out it's it's got tighter and tighter and then it's popped the reel which is uh...
3: imagine the force imagine the force there Gesty.
1: yeah yeah like oh, the cracker sure.
3: but when you said it was cracked I was exactly on the same page as you I thought it was a wooden one the ones that were wooden uh, mm. alves and they're probably a little bit more brittle um, but to have a plastic one, I think they made out of fiberglass, but mm. yep. and they'd be very strong. So imagine cracking one of those. Yeah, what a force! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, with four hundred meters of line though, Butchie.
3: I oh, know, but I'm just saying how much you know. They contraction used to, there must be. You know, be know on. they
2: used to um, dig holes and things in 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 rock platforms by mm. just putting a piece of wood in and, and wetting the wood, and it and expands. And be
3: fro- freeze- frozen overnight mm. to and expand. And then it expands, yeah. Mm.
2: That's how they used to do it, yeah. That's back yeah. in the day, mate, when Butchie used <laughs> to... Uh go, back, on go the mining for gold <laughs> back in the day <laughs> in the gold uh, when cooking. we
3: went across the Blue Mountains for the first yeah, time yeah. We what had to you cut and it. Lawson? yeah we had to yeah. cut across the uh, cut <laughs> <Wentworth>. <laughs> it was all manual labour to get across yeah. the Blue Mountains I don't think I those remember those that drill- <laughs> I
1: don't remember that at school that it was Lawson and Butchasky sort of and Wentworth we got, it got him and Lawson, and, Wentworth and i and sure. I'm pretty sure that wasn't it Oh, dear. Uh, hey, listen, that was a great call from Bob. But if you want to give us a Bob. call, what 131873, if you've got a story from back in the day, we'd love to hear it. And I'll give away um, a subscription to the best caller today uh, from Fishing Monthly Magazine. Got all the tips and tricks, uh, New South Wales, Queensland, Victorian, and then they are going into WA. I was talking to Steve Morgan at the After Tackle Show the other day, He's the, who uh, is the 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 editor of Fishing Monthly Magazine. So, yeah, so uh, we'll give one away. But 131873 is at number 2gb.com, 4 dot a, you, you're listening to the Outdoor On Fishing Show. We'll take a break. Back with more shortly. Uh, G'day. Welcome back. We're talking about uh, back in the day and some of your old stories. If you've been out and about, 131873 is the number. Don't forget, before you head out fishing this morning, get into your local BCF store, which you didn't have back in the day, and get yourself sorted before you go out, talk to the guys and girls at BCF, and they will get you underway. You got somebody else on the line there, Gav? Yeah, we do. We have Max from Glasshouse Mountains in Queensland. G'day, Max.
0: Oh. Yeah, good morning, fellas. How are you, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Just an old story. Back in the in the fifties, I'm an old fella from down in New South Wales, and my cousin and I were dabbling for perch with a live frog. You wouldn't be able to do it now, but you probably know what I mean. You hook a hook, a hook into a live frog, let him swim on top of the water. This is back in the days with the old Ned Kelly rod and a bottle cork for a float. Uh, and uh, my cousin said, so "I've got an eel, and he's stamping about on the on the bank trying to pull the hook out of this." Eel's mouth. He'd bring the lantern up till I see. So I took the lantern up, and it was a black snake. <laughs>
4: no. I <laughs> oh, no. he he been been tramping all
0: over. the frog. Got the over frog. It. Yeah. Look <laughs> out. Yeah. So the
3: snake, uh, the snake swam out. He and grabbed your frog, <laughs> yeah. and then went on the bank to swallow it.
0: I yeah, guess. He, he, well,
2: we lost them both, the
0: frog had the, and the snake, because <laughs> he wasn't going you. to try and
2: catch the frog again. Did you lose your mate as well? <laughs> no, no, but just about. Imagine how scared guest he would have been. That's a great call, Max.
3: Yeah, listen, Mac, Did you when you are fishing. His like name's that, Max Butchie. He's back? His name's Max. Mac, yeah. Matt. It's Max. That's what I said, Mac. Yeah, okay, I'm go. just saying, um, I, I had a story about using a frog too for trout fishing, and we had a. You know, a bubble float, and we we're fishing there for quite a while, and I couldn't work out why there was not much, not much action when I shone the shone the torch on the. Um on the float, there was the frog sitting on top of the float. <laughs> 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 you on get out of the water. <laughs> smart smart frog.
2: surface, smart, action, right? smart frog. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yes. Great work there, Butchie. Yeah, How, how's right. the fishing there? Are You still doing
1: any any, any no. fishing, Max? Huh? No,
0: mate. I've got two old now. I, I, no, no fishing for me. Mm. But uh, oh, they were good Max, days back then. Yeah, they well, I
1: can't think. Of, I can't think of anything worse. But I, like. I reckon I'd have nightmares for months after that, Max. Well, didn't, that's, you, that's... didn't you?
2: fall in a in a snake's nest before, Gesty? Didn't you oh, fall in one of those? Or no, a y- y- no, brown no, no. snake was, was crawling on you. Or...
1: Yeah, I was. I was duck shooting with a shotgun years and years ago. Was. When I was a young fella. of course yeah. you do. As you and, do. And, well, <laughs> we ate. We ate. We ate the duck. So yeah. I shot. I shot this that's duck and anyway. Enough. And it's dropped into the middle of this dam. And it was at the Easter time. Um, and but the water was still fairly cool. Anyway, so I'm going to get this duck. So I put the shotgun. It was unloaded down on the grass and then stripped down to, my, down to the Reg Grundys and I've dived in and I was swimming across to grab this duck. And as I grabbed the duck and I have turned around and come back, this big brown snake was swimming straight towards oh me on the my. surface of the water. And, and i got to tell you, dead set, <laughs> Kieran Perkins had nothing on me. <laughs> duck in one hand. I kept the duck in one hand. And there's feathers flying everywhere. And, and oh. there's my, my blue undies going up and down. And anyway, I got out of the water. Oh, I was scared the hell out I had, I can still remember having nightmares about that brown, brown snake. But I, but, j- but that black snake in the dark and then finally working out what it was when you know you've been basically... It's been right at you know in front of you, right near your hands. I've got to tell you, Max, oh dear, you can have that. Yeah, (laughs) you had anything like
3: that? I've had a a snake swim right at me when I've been in a kayak, yeah. And um, I've had to do the dodge, I went left and it went right, and then I went right and then it went left. So we're always on a hit collision course, (laughs) (laughs) but it didn't try and climb up up. on the kayak like that, yeah. Because
2: my brother in law, he's done that, um. He he paddled the Murray River. Yes, and uh, it was after the a whole bit of the flooding. Murray River. Didn't oh, it? yeah, he did. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So just a unit. I don't know how no. they do that, but uh, he said that he saw probably 22, mm. 22 snakes on his on his trip, and yep. a, a few of them did come in the boat as well. Which oh, really? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah,
3: absolutely. Well, they're looking for somewhere to land. Like they're probably tired trying to swim right across the Murray, and they're trying to land on something. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, I agree. Yeah, but I mean things like that. That's what you're out there fishing for, isn't it, to see those sort of things. I know that you don't want to come in contact with snakes or, or many things like that, but, I mean, that's an experience that you've taken away from even that. You, I mean, you've been stalked by wood ducks. You've been <laughs> yeah. you've been stalked by snakes. Kesty <laughs> gets
1: into trouble most times he goes out. You get I do not oh, by with wildlife. Fun.
2: Oh, whether a five meter great white just turns up and you oh, start cutting yeah. well, a little bit
1: of. I do have a bit of wildlife happening, but but uh, but oh, I lo- know like I love that story. Good on you, Max. I, I thought that was fantastic yeah, using a, a live frog, and that was what a lot of people used to use when mm. Max was talking about perch. You'd be talking about bass, and um, and it's great to see that we're mainly, especially with bass these days, it's law fishing and mm. and catch and release. But back then, the boys yeah, would have been trying Mundy to catch was a couple big, for a for big a food, target so. on
3: those big green tree frogs with the go. For barramundi back yeah. in the day, those really big green tree frogs. And just
2: yeah, before, we've huge. only got five seconds to go, Butchie, but you guys used to go out and, and chase your
1: frogs to, to do oh, that? Oh, yeah, you'd
3: find <laughs> them under rocks and stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear about that <laughs> when we come
1: back. We'll, we'll take a break, back with more shortly.
5: Mosty delivered, this month's bills, the power's gone up and the water as well. The kids want money and the rent is due, it's all getting too hard, what's a bloke to do? Mow that lawn, paint that ceiling, I've had enough, i got that fishing feeling. Some days you gotta fish, there's bills to pay and things to fix. Dad warned me there'd be days like this, son, some days you gotta fish. Lying on the TV, I think they've forgotten about you and me. The country's going backwards on a downhill slide. They're as bad as each other, no matter what side. Old oh, people can't afford a beer or a pie. The pollies give themselves a fat pay rise. Some days you gotta fish. There's bills to pay and things to fix. Dad warned me there'd be days like this, son. Some days you gotta fish. Find a lake or a river, throw in a line You're guaranteed to catch a little peace of mind A flathead or a whiting, it doesn't matter They all taste good in a light beer batter Some Some days you gotta gotta fish fish. There's bills to pay and things to fix Dad warned me there'd be days like this son Some days you gotta fish Some Some days you gotta gotta fish. fish There's lawns to mow and things to fix Dad warned me there'd be days like this, son. Some days you gotta fish.
1: Oh, g'day, welcome back to the Outdoor and Fishing Show. Gavin loves that song. Oh, what Billy Joel back.
3: I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> I that put I the kibosh like on that. Yeah, he did.
1: Why? It's Butchie's oh, day today. It's Butchie's oh, well, day. Well, it's my day next week, oh, so right. then no. it can be Billy Joel. We're going back to... in the day. So... We are going yeah. back. All oh, right, fair call. That does fit the yeah. theme of what we're doing. So give us a call, one three one eight 873 2 4BC.com.au. And uh, we've had some great calls already from, uh, if you've if you've just joined the show, uh, Max gave us a call about using a live frog for bait, which I'm pretty sure is illegal these days. It and is. so it should be. <laughs> I'm and am sure uh, but, but 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 uh, they thought they had a... They thought they had an eel on in the dark, and they're wrestling with this eel, trying to get the hook out of the mouth of the eel. It turned out to be a black snake. So that's uh, yeah, that's there's just all sorts of nightmares involved there. So I uh,
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> would have been wanna, out straight away. We, hey we Butchie, kick- yep. going back in the day when you used to. Oh, right. hang on, before we start, we <laughs> right. know that uh, this has just come to my mind again, and you are a sneaky little bugger over what, there because you, you never done? bring it up, and and I always forget it. Until I'm driving home at the end of the day, but Butchie was going through a few of his trophies. Oh, from back in the day. <laughs> now,
1: is this like? Is this like? Yeah, have you seen that movie Meet No, no. Have you seen that movie, Meet the Fockers? Yes, <laughs> right. And then, and there's that like that wall of. What do they call it? The wall of wall of the fo- the Fokker or something or other Anyway, so he's got. Where are you going with this? No, no, but he's got, like the these, he's got all these. He's got all these trophies and trophies. It's the pool, that room. That it's that the the pool pa- room. It's Parents have put up. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but it's like ninth place and tenth place oh, and it's the place shrine. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean. It's you the shrine, mean, shrine to the shrine. kid. Yeah, there was there was nothing above tenth place. It's A bit like that. No, I think he's in So he's won a couple No,
3: no, no. I've got a few. I was going through a few of my trophies from Sessa. The Sydney Eastern Suburbs Anglers Club,
2: where he was president, where he, where he was president for three weeks, one, uh,
3: one year. <laughs> Sydney Eastern Suburbs Anglers. Yeah, it was only uh, only went bust a year or two ago. Bumped into one of the members the other day, and he said they've been going and going, and they've just folded up, lack of numbers. Did you clash
1: walking frames? No, I didn't. he did. <laughs> no. He did. Hey Butchie, how, yeah. long, how long did they
2: keep going for? Because how long ago would you have I been the, out of that I club? Just,
3: because I was looking at these trophies and dusting them off, and then trying to work out what the inscriptions was on them. I was so yeah. so worn. Um, I was in Roman. There was, was it? A, yeah, it yeah was. in Roman. Yeah. So <laughs> in it, Latin. Early early nineteen eighties. So there's an interesting one here, Guesty, because mm. they're on the band list now. Black Cod. Oh. And it was it was five kilo, which was a club record then. But then very soon after that, they were on the banned list. A black cod. Have you ever come across those? Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Why are they oh, on right, the banned list? Why? Are they oh, just the endangered, Aren't they overfished? In, okay. Overfished big
1: time. Mm. I got as, uh, it. In yeah. the,
3: I got it in the harbour actually. So mm. it was a bit out of its range, I think. But they were good on, on the, the tooth, were they, Butchie? Uh, yeah. unfortunately
1: they are very, very good eating very right. good. but uh, no absolutely i think it's actually a 45 or a 55 thousand dollar fine mm. for keeping a black mm, cod it's, wow. uh, it's a you know, massive fine for and uh i saw some guys in the mouth of uh the estuary system at foster catch one a little while ago and, and mm. uh and they pulled it into the boat yep and and i said oh, i don't think they know what they got there and yep. i went down and said hey boys i said that's a black cod yep. i said just so you know it's a you know, nearly $50,000. They were pretty wild looking boys. They had tattoos down their necks and yeah, they were yeah. a pretty scary looking bunch. And I just said, you, you got oh, right, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll let that go. You know, so just did you a didn't bit drive up. Uh,
2: he didn't drive up to
1: him. He yelled that <laughs> from about a, a, a kilometre away. Uh, <laughs> I how big so. was
3: that one? Guess he was in an estuary or something. Oh, it's
1: probably only three kilos or so, yeah. but I've seen them. I've caught them. Um, we've had them eat our snapper up at Coffs Harbour. Wow, that um, big eh? Yeah, where well, they've come up and then grabbed the snapper, and we've pulled. Yeah. all oh, they've eaten live baits. Um, and, and they've got scary looking teeth. When you, yeah. have, when you I have think they're related, but probably fifteen yep. to twenty kilos. I've caught them yeah. twenty kilos. I think they're
3: it? related to some of the northern cod. You know, like the the tropical cod. Yeah, like it's very similar angriper. to
1: an estuary cod. If you look mm. at them, juvenile black cod and a. And an estuary caught a very very similar.
3: was that,
2: that? How is that you a club record, butcher? You well, it just was. Kilos.
3: Just they very, very quick. Well, because they're very rarely caught it in that in the day. And um, anyway, that that was just the, I don't know. I was just looking at my trophies and yeah. there it was. Anyway,
2: you saw. And off another, with the one, worst no, one, yeah. another
3: one. No, I've got another one. Silver Guesty, four point eight kilos. That's a good one. That's a good travis, and yeah. To my credit, I caught that off Sydney, not at Lord Howe Island. I got no, that.
1: no, I, I can beat you there. I can oh. go back into the days when I was fishing with the one RSL Fishing Club. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, when I was an apprentice carpet layer yes. and I was fishing with a guy, Ron. Oh, gee, I can't think of his last name now. Old fellow, I, I don't think he's around anymore, but we're out in his Haynes Hunter. and No, sorry, no, when I caught the Silver trevally, it was with my old boss, Steve Russell, I used to work for mm. as an apprentice carpet layer, and we're fishing off Redhead, and I caught one there that was just over six kilos. Wow. That is mm, big, big for right awesome. in right in shallow, burling mm. up in the westerly wind in wintertime, like burling mm. up for brim and tarwine and things with bread, and and I caught this ripper big silver trevally. So um, yeah, and then and then we got another the other real big silver trevally back in the day was with my dad fishing off Blacksmith Breakwall uh, to the entrance of Lake Macquarie, and I think I've told this story before. My dad caught a massive one, like mm. uh, like twenty pound, eight yeah, kilos fantastic. on a, on on the old cane rod and the seascape yep. reel, and the, yeah yeah, and the same night. A Guy next to us, and we're only fishing in probably where you're casting, so we're only six feet deep. Mm. Caught a snapper about six or seven kilos as well yes. off the breakwater. we breakwater, fishing happened into to the those beach,
3: big um, silver trevally. We used to get them as bycatch off the peak in quite deep water, jigging for kingfish. That's how we caught them normally. And yet, every winter, you'd get three or four quite big silver trevally on the day. And nobody seems to talk about I, them well, anymore. I don't, I, know, I don't know what why they're not growing that big anymore. I've caught
2: silver trevally, but only the small ones. that you have yeah, caught heaps those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can only imagine what a 4.8 kilo would have felt <laughs> well, like. Well, all the trevally's fine. Oh, oh yeah, they yeah. fight like... Oh, they silver, do. Silver I believe, trevally yeah. are awesome. I like oh, any any
1: them. of the trevally family. I've caught them in Lord Howe Island up around that 15 kilo mark. Wow. And they, oh man, they go. But they're still... I haven't been to Lord Howe for a few years now, but there was still good numbers of big fish there. But I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, not sure why. I think more has to be overfishing. I would I would think. Butch. And um, your kingfish
2: here, and, and, oh, no, and, I, no. and I've noticed that all the dates around here because he has them dated 19, like 1982. Well, That's <laughs> when I was born.
3: No, Butchie. but I, look, there's another one. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very, serious. That's what another I was born. very proud of is the is a wahoo of 22 kilos. But I caught that on the south coast of New South Wales, guesty, So, and oh, I, I caught it on a homemade lure. So. It all came together wow. on that day, and I targeted it. Uh, there were a few wahoo around. Every, every um, oh, autumn, they used to seem to head towards um, off Jervis Bay at a place called the, the Banks. Mm. And every now and then, the wahoo would turn up, and I'd heard they were on, and I just went out, put a little uh, put a little lure on, made out a, a Christmas tree lure out of tinsel, and uh, <laughs> trolled. Well, that's what you did. Yeah. And then trolled it at about 10 knots across the face, and bang, got a 22... Kilo wahoo, so just by yourself, wow. or were there yeah. other people out there with No, you just yourself? by myself. yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Well done, Butchie. Yeah. I'm now, just how
2: just did you used to get them? Did you guys have gaffes back in the day and all that sort of stuff to get yeah, them well, into the boat? Yeah.
3: Well, they've got look. They're like a Spanish mackerel, mate. You don't, you don't muck around oh, with them but to with handle, their teeth. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was in the day. I had a pro license, so anything I caught, I could sell to the co-op. So. They were quite a prized fish because you know, part of the Spanish mackerel family. Yeah, so and the
2: question were, was, how did you get it in the boat?
3: Oh, well, a gaff, well, a headshot to the, uh, a gaff. Oh, here we go. With him, him with no, no, head well, it's very again. important when you're gaffing. Chop the head off. For, no, when, you, when, you, when you're fishing commercially, it's very important not to damage the fish. Yeah. So the idea was you played it as long as you could, brought it up and got a gaff shot up under the jaw or somewhere like that. Away from the flesh.
2: Away from the flesh. What well, yep. would one of those go for back in the day, Butchie? Oh, if God, you could no, sell it for? I can't remember. Oh, okay. Remember. Well done, mate. Yeah, good That's business it. that you had there. Threepence or something?
3: Yeah, threepence. <laughs> <laughs> threepence. <Thrippants. laughs> <Thrippants. laughs> a pound. Shekels. <laughs> a shekels.
2: Yeah, no, so, many, I mean, so many shells. But I mean, I heard a jewfish used to go for what? Like,
3: I don't know. Honestly, bucks or I can't remember that. No. no, I can't remember people's names. So what? What chance? Have yeah, I got fair him? enough.
1: He doesn't remember what Dave is. Who, who am I talking to? So you used to go word about. <laughs> hey, listen, hang yes. on a second. This is how bad his memory is. He was calling Max before. Yeah, Mac. Mac. I. You know and what? He said. I, he said. I. I heard you. It's Mac. It wasn't Mac. It was Max. You yeah, clown.
2: You know what? <laughs> it's funny you say that because I hammered him in the news break about that. I said. Oh, I started. Good. Well, I started to doubt myself then, thinking, am I reading this thing wrong? But he goes, oh, I couldn't hear it. It could have been one. Uh, one of three things. Matt, Mac or Max I said, they don't sound anything alike anyway. How did you get that wrong? But anyway, I played in the replay on Flashback because he was arguing with me so much. And he good. he has realised now. Great call from Max So well. can you
1: apologise to Max, please? No, it'll air. be on the
3: highlights reel now. It's no, no you show. can apologise to Max. I apologise to Matt <laughs> that I got his name wrong.
1: Hey, Butchie, yep. get him back to
2: your wahoo, mate. And yes. That is a really good catch. Hang Our on bit... a second.
1: <laughs> he just said he apologised to Matt. It's Max, you <laughs> idiot. Oh, whatever. I
2: don't care. Gavin I'm getting did... confused Gavin now. Didn't... With what... <laughs> oh, God. Kevin didn't well, even hear his that. Name, I thought his name was Ken uh, by oh, the end of no. it. But Butchie, yes. so 22 kilos. Mm. You would have been told that the Wahoo were out there. They yep, don't just turn yep. up. How would you have sort of marked where they were? Because Wahoo are quite a, uh, quite uh, a hard because fish Because they catch. were
3: on the upwelling of the the the, uh, the banks as an underwater mountain. And when the current's running from north, it's when you normally you get the Wahoo there. There's an upwelling. And they just sit up on top of that, waiting for the, you know, that's where the bait and everything hang okay. out, just off the drop-off. So you, you troll across the upwelling, backwards and forwards, till you till you get a hit. Didn't take me long to get one, but I only caught one, so... Well, lots of people out there... Oh, there was a them. pro boat trolling about yep. five or six lures, and they were getting the odd one. But most people were trolling too f- slow for them. I found that if you, you're trolling for Wahoo... You've got to get that speed up almost, almost to where you that reaction your boat. Bite. Yeah, where you, your boat's almost planing. You know, that's how quick it was. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's how when we chase them on, on stick baits. So that's yes. back in the day. These days, yes, yeah, so I mm. generally got a couple of pen pen rods and reels. Actually, mm-hmm. got a couple of 15 kilo ugly sticks that we use. little yep. short ugly sticks. They're awesome rods, and then mm. a pen squall reel with a really loud ratchet on it. And we usually smoke around with um. like a Halco Laser Pro, or Mm -hmm. we'll run a couple of um, skirted lures, um, same sort of deal, and try Mm -hmm. and troll as fast as we can, anywhere from 8 to 10 knots. And then I've got another another Ocean Assassin pen outfit that I've got with a stick bait on it, Mm -hmm. and then we troll around, troll around, troll around, and then whack, if you get a bite... I'll let whoever else is there can wind wind the fish in. Then I'll throw the stick bait because generally, I know you said you only got the one, but mm. generally there's a school of them. So I'm trying to catch the the fish that are with the fish that's already hooked up. If that makes sense. So they'll so.
2: follow. They'll follow
1: that fish. I've,
3: like I've, a lot I've of seen other fish. them schooling up out there. They're, they're, um, they sometimes sit under the under the bigger in the shadow of, of bigger boats. And you can see a school of five or six or a dozen wahoo just just finning into the current, just minding their own business. Really, they're yeah. not feeding; they're just there. And no, and they don't super. do a
1: lot. They're super fast fish, yeah. but they sit they there and they, sit, yeah. they sort of yeah, yeah. just they're just like a crew, greyhound, mate. Yeah, greyhound, they just
3: wait for something. Yeah, exactly. Waiting, yeah. for the, waiting for the uh, bunny to You're go. You're surprised about that, Butch? Yeah, that was good. Yes. Uh, okay. You got it. Hey, well, listen, it one you, of... Are you getting... <laughs> yeah, Leave me alone, mate. Seriously.
1: Hey, one of the good things is that you uh, that, uh, don't have to be back in the day anymore. You don't have to scrounge around with cork handlines and bits and pieces. You can get into your local BCF store and get all the latest technology and fishing gear to make it much, much easier. We'll take a break here on the Outdoor and Fishing Show. Back with more shortly. G'day, you're back with the Outdoor and Fishing Show. Pertec, a global network of local businesses. is backed in Australia by 98 service and supply locations and over 350 mobile service vehicles nationwide. Pertec are on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. At PerTech, we keep our customers operating. Our enemy is your downtime. Our mission is more uptime. Pertech people thrive on getting a customer out of bind, out of trouble, and out of stress. Pertech has your back. Pertech will keep you operating. Simply call 134 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or you'll find them on the web at pertech.com.au. I think you've got an email there you want to read out, Gav. Yeah, we definitely do. G'day, guestie Gavin
2: Butch. He's got the uh, the order right there. It's from Jordan Sorbello in Epic, New South Wales. Tomorrow we're looking at targeting snapper off the northern beaches of Sydney. Don't really have any idea what to do when looking... For somewhere to fish we'll be chasing them with soft plastics and a bit of bait and i've got all those techniques down from listening to your previous shows but what depth should i be targeting and what should i be looking for on my sounder offshore is there any way to tell uh what the bottom composition is by looking at the sounder great question there guestie
1: Oh, 100%. Well, you'll see, certainly see, as soon as you see the bottom lift, generally, as long as you're not on the, you know, like right at the back of the break on the beach, uh, anywhere on those shallow offshore reefs, as soon as you see it lift, then there's obviously some rock or reef there. So uh, those edges... Um, you don't want to go. You know, say if you're going to go and fish off Long Reef. Generally, you don't want to go and just anchor in the middle of the long, middle of the reef. The fish, the snapper, will be on those edges where it sort of gets a bit rubbly and gravelly around the edges. So I'd have a bit of a run round, try and work out where they are, work out what the tide's doing. So if you're going to have a fish with some bait and you're going to burly up, uh, and you find the fish, say the tide's, you know, current's running downhill, then you want to, and you mark the fish on the front edge of the reef, and you want to go back up a bit further, try and try and anchor. You know, probably. Uh, 50, 60, 70 yards away and then have your burly running onto that front edge and end up onto the reef and around the edges of the reef a bit and you'll draw the fish in that way. And if you're throwing soft plastics around, which I would tend to do early and late, um, then I'd be fishing that sort of shallow water, anything from from quite shallow reef, uh, six, seven, eight meters if it's if it's early, into about twenty meters of water, drifting with the breeze, that sort of westerly wind that we're going to have, and big long casts with lightly weighted plastics, with um, somewhere around that quarter ounce size jig head and a big Berkeley uh, jerk shad. Gulp jerk shads are probably the best um, when it comes to uh, come soft when it comes to soft plastic fishing for snapper. Or if you get into BCF, the new King Shrimp that I was talking about and I had on Real Action the other week catching Snapper, I think they're going to be a dynamite Snapper bait moving through winter.
2: And offshore, um, I've had a lot of success around that sort of 40-metre mark, 40-metre mark for Snapper.
1: Yeah, uh, butchie, this time isn't. of year, but August they're generally quite in quite shallow too. Gav, so no, if he was for going sure, out,
2: yeah, he's gonna. Mm-hmm. He might be doing a little bit inshore, and then he, he said he might duck out offshore as well. And he was just looking for a few depths there. But uh, you know what? The the best thing is he does have a sounder, boys, and that's gonna help you a lot more than if he was just going out there and trying to yep. uh trying to uh. You know, put a put a soft plastic. I guess on top D, of the
3: what's happening off. on real action this. Oh this yes, week.
1: Re- real action. So four uh, o'clock today on one, and eleven thirty a.m. tomorrow. Probably my favorite show of the year out of Rockhampton, fishing with uh, Jason Medcalf, my mate John Hankey, catching mega that mega GT forty kilo GTs wow. on top water, thirty five kilo Spanish mackerel on top water, a twenty five kilo Spanish on a vibe. You name it. It was all happening. It was probably yeah, probably my favorite show of the year. I reckon it was really really. Really a cool show. So check that out later on this afternoon. And we might give away that subscription, the fishing monthly subscription to Max with that live frog uh, story. So uh, hopefully we've got Maxie's details there and we'll get that out. So we'd, yeah, it's been, been, uh, a, pretty, have been you, a
3: great day. Are you going to the boat show, Guesty? Uh, I'm
1: not sure. I'm, I'm supposed okay. to be going to the SCG for some cricket training with my young fellow. He's not oh, feeling wow. very well. If he's feeling okay, then I will call in at the boat show and I'll find you for a coffee somewhere, Butchie.
3: Okay, so. I'll be there.
1: Uh, Hey, thanks for joining us in the Outdoor and Fishing show. We'll look forward to uh, catching up with you next time. Bye now.
3: See you later. Bye. Bye.